Are you doing an intro section like that will be included in the beginning of the episode, like pre- like prior to this part, or is there a jingle, like a little song? Like... This is the Why I'm Single podcast. I am the host, Connor. And in this podcast, we're looking to explore why I'm single. Uh, is it my fault? I don't know. And I'm doing it with the help of my friends. So joining me today is uh, Catherine and Kimmy. Uh, do you guys want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Catherine. I'm a friend and colleague of Connor's since fall of 2020. I'm Kimmy, and I'm a a friend of Connor since 2021. That's good that you're able to come up with the dates just out of your head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it hasn't exciting. Been that so, long, so, so <laughs> yeah, so I guess this this podcast uh, kind of came around. We've been talking about dating for a long time, just within our friend group, and we all have pretty different perspectives, I think. So one of the concepts behind this is I talk to people, I share some of my perspective on some topics, and and you guys get to say your stuff and maybe I'll, I'll take it in and change my ways or maybe I'll decide that for me uh how I feel is is the way I want to keep feeling I guess <laughs> uh so <laughs> okay so uh, I think we were gonna start with a uh, kind of an intro to ourselves uh and we're looking for what are we looking for that's in the dating market I guess so what are we looking for and uh, how do we distill that down to a hinge relationship status options? And I do have the options here, but I'll get you guys to go first and say what you're looking for. And then we'll we'll read out the options and see where we sit. Can we do want to go first? Um, I, oh, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I, what am I looking for? Well, I don't, I don't really, I don't really have one specific thing that I'm looking for. I'm just looking for somebody that I, uh, share common interests with that I vibe with. Um, that's like curious and intelligence and have a sense of humor and also is fine with my sense of humor because that's not always the case. <laughs> but I'm not like, I don't have like specific, like, I don't, I don't want like a blonde person or like a tall person. Like, not, I don't have those type of like things that I look for in a person, I guess. I don't know. What about future future goals? Things Ooh, like do you yeah. care about that's that's well, I mean I I'm looking for somebody who's kind of in the same vision of the future as me future as me in in sense of like It's very profound. Thank you. <laughs> no, but like I mean, you know, if if I I don't necessarily wanna have kids, so I guess I, I want somebody who don't wanna have kids. Um I want to live in Canada, so somebody who wants to stay here long term. Um, just somebody who wants to like who I want to share the rest of my life with, and and like create stuff with, and and share experiences with, and all that kind of stuff. But just people who who share the same values as me and and same vision as me. Okay, that's very sweet. Uh, Catherine, I'll let you go then. Yeah, what am I looking for? That's a that's a good question. <laughs> 
for me too. Um, I think I don't focus on it too much on purpose because I think one of the things that I see in friends of mine that do have concrete goals, like I want to be married and I want to have kids and things is that especially as a woman, there's this biological time clock that starts putting a lot of pressure on that. And I don't think I want kids. So I, and in having conversations with my friends, I know that not having necessarily very specific things that I want kind of does alleviate a lot of the pressure that exists within society to, to get married, to have kids, to do all of these things. But that being said, um, yeah, I, that being said, I would be super happy to find, to have someone and have something more serious. Um, for me as well, it would um, be a monogamous situation, um, like a life partner situation as well. But I don't, I guess, feel as tied to when that would happen or on what timeline. So that could be, I'm pretty transient myself. I know I have travels planned again, so that could be five years down the line or 10 years down the line and that would be okay with me and that's why I've never used a dating app so you'll have to explain to me these things um and I'll answer them as best I can I do agree with that I don't also have a timeline I just feel like this is gonna happen when it's gonna happen but I don't put pressure on myself to find one right away that's very nice so you guys are looking for yeah, like something monogamous, but it sounds like you guys don't have a lot of deal breakers. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of deal breakers in personality and things like that, but it's not uh, nothing like the things that people are conventionally looking for or maybe fitting into your deal breaker categories. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. And actually, I think that's like why this is kind of a interesting podcast, because I think I am a little more conventional. Uh, though over the years, I, I have backed off on my conventionality and i think fairly uh very fairly authentically i i'm looking for like a long-term monogamous relationship and i feel like in a fairly traditional way like i wouldn't mind getting married though i don't care that much about it i want kids but you know it, it all depends on on who i end up meeting uh and what they're interested in as well um and I guess to add some context to the podcast as well, I've been single for quite a long time. I'm 33 now, and I believe I was 26 when I ended things with uh, what I call the big X, the girl I dated for the longest. And um, yeah, I think I've been looking for this for a long time, but definitely have learned a lot dating along the way. So, uh, okay, let's get into the how would we fit in the hinge types so the options I'll, I'll read them out uh they're a life partner a long-term relationship long-term open to short short-term open to long uh a short-term relationship figuring out your dating goals or prefer not to say prefer and... not to say <laughs> what's, what's the point of that <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure I, I just read this in the subject i'm pretty sure if you do that it just doesn't put anything so okay. if you like I'm pretty sure, but maybe I could be wrong, actually. Maybe you could just say prefer not to say. And maybe answer this in, like, how you would actually put it on your Hinge profile. So keeping in mind that, like, this is what you're showing to the world rather than your deep kind of emotional feelings about what you uh, what you feel. So I think I would put long-term relationship. And uh, anyway, I'll let you guys go. I have some thoughts. Why so. would you put that and not life partner? 
I feel like they mean the same thing, and uh, Life Partner just sounds like more weird. Life Partner sounds like you want to get married to me. Like you want to be like in this like serious from the beginning relationship. I don't know if that makes sense. I totally agree, and I, and I think like one one thing even about putting long term relationship, I feel like it has that vibe as well of like it's like yeah, I want to get serious. I I think that um I think that often. Like, I'll have a conversation with someone early on in dating, and the question is often, like, what are you looking for, kind of, in general? Because you can't actually answer the question of, like, what are you looking for with that person yet? Like, in general, I'm looking for a long-term partner. Like, with the person I'm dating in that moment, I have no no idea. So, yeah, I feel like I totally agree, Camille. It's, like, life partner is, like, an elevation of long-term partner, which already sounds fairly intense to throw on a dating app to talk to a bunch of people that you've never met before. Okay, I get it now. But it's interesting that it is <laughs> like you're trying, yeah, you're you're choosing that because it presents a certain way for someone else when really you do want a life partner. I'm lying. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> or both. Yeah. Well, it's just you don't want to like look so intense on a dating app from the beginning. Like Connor because... comes off intense as well. So. <laughs> but yeah. he's trying not to. We, we will, we'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't need the extra. <laughs> I understand. I guess I would say the same, the long-term relationship. Now that you've explained what your thought process is behind it, then yeah, I would do that. Okay. What about long-term uh, open to short? Like, why would you not put that? No. No, that's I... no. I rather I would rather not put anything like just have nothing on my profile even though I made fun of don't want to <laughs> disclose it but I felt like because I of course I want a long-term relationship but I also don't know what's gonna happen with the person it might be like a short relationship but I don't want to be like starting and be like oh I, I want this to be to go all the way I you know I just want to meet the person and learn about them and just like see what's up like, of course, I want a long-term relationship, but I want somebody, as I said before, who I can, you know, spend the rest of my life with. But I'm not going to be like, hi, nice to meet you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. So I'd rather that's put that's not the nothing. question. Well, that's the kind question of like... Is, what are you looking for? Not necessarily what this person is for you. No, yeah, for sure. But like, for you. M- maybe the person you were going to match with uh, didn't put that on their dating, dating app. And then you start dating and then, you know, things change. It, but if they see that, they might not match with you. So I'm like, I'd rather not put anything and see what's happening. I, I agree. Even if it's like the nature of the question is what are your broader goals? It's still like something you're presenting to everyone else. And yeah, I think sometimes just putting long-term can feel a little intense. That said, I think the reason why I've always chosen long-term versus open to short is that I am open to short in the sense that if I try to date someone doesn't work out, then I'm still like happy I did that. But Yeah, that's exactly why I wouldn't put anything. Because I'm like, I'm just going to date you and see what's happening. But I don't know what's going to happen. So I just, it, it might still be, it might still be a nice time that we have together. It might not be very long, but it might still be a nice time. And I'm just not going to like be mad about it. But that just means you're, you are open then to short or long and then you'd put either. Yes and no though. Because I am, I'm fine with it, but I, that's not what I'm eventually looking for. So, okay. The reason why I do it, and I'm curious if, if you... If you agree with this. So let's say I'm starting to date someone most of the time, not always, but most of the time. If it's clear that it's only meant to be a short term relationship, then I'll probably cut it off. Like once the, 
once the chance of long term starts to disappear, most of the time that would be like a reason for me to to break up with someone. Or maybe it wouldn't even be breaking up at that point, but a reason to call it off. So that's why I don't put open to short, because realistically, I'm not really that open to an explicit short-term relationship. I'm okay for an attempted long-term relationship to be short-term. Yeah, I agree. Okay, shall we move on to the next section? Sure. Okay, um, so the sorry, this is just going to be like an open discussion. I have some points here maybe we can, we can get to. But this is something that uh, Kath and I have definitely talked about before. And it is, uh, it is the question we have is the spark needed or nah? So yeah, this idea of like a spark, you meet someone, you're excited about them. How important is that? What are your experiences with that? How, how do you value it as far as its importance? And I know Catherine and I are like pretty much polar opposites on this. Um, so that's kind of exciting. Cam, I actually don't know how you. How important do you find this spark? So maybe do you want to start? Sure. First, I love how you phrase it like the sparks when you're like excited to talk to a person. And I'm like, that's just, I feel like for me, if I'm a real, in a relationship or if I'm talking to somebody and I'm not somewhat excited to talk to them, why am I talking to them? We're talking about before you're in a relationship, like when you first meet. Yeah, when I'm, when I'm saying like when, when I'm talking to them, if I, if like when they answer me and I'm talking back to them, if I'm not somewhat excited to like get a response back, if I'm just like, eh, I, I feel like at least at the beginning, for sure, you're not necessarily going to have the spark because you need to learn a bit about the person. But I feel like for me, it's quickly something that I need is like, am I excited to talk to this person? Am I excited to like see this person eventually? Like, yeah, I feel like for me, I need a bit of a spark, a bit of excitement to, like, be in a relationship with my extensive knowledge of being in a relationship. So do you do you see a path where if you meet someone and I guess the spark isn't there, but they're maybe around or, or they're they're good enough and you're talking to them for a while? Do you think this, the spark can come later? Does the spark need to be there there right away? I, f- I feel like if, this, if I'm talking to them for quite a bit and I'm not excited to talk to them and I don't I don't really care if I'm gonna talk to them that day or not that I I don't want to keep on going like I need that to like keep on going okay makes sense okay Catherine how do you do you want to define what the spark is where you think the spark is (laughs) I mean I don't know how anyone (laughs) can like define that yeah you just have like I don't know, like butterflies, you have that initial, yeah, that that feeling, that gut feeling, like I really ha- like care about this person and I'm really interested and really want to know more. But um, I do think having never used the apps before, I'm coming from a very different perspective. So to me, I feel like if I were using the apps, I would need some kind of spark because it feels like such an investment to have to become friends with someone first or something and then test the waters later on down the road. But I guess my reasoning for disagreeing has been that I have definitely dated people that I was not interested in, not necessarily interested in, but just in the beginning when we first met, I was interested in them as friends. And I was like, wow, this person seems so fun and all of that. But in terms of romantic, um, reasons it could have been that like one for one time I was dating someone else or they were dating someone else like for reasons you know it just was it didn't in the beginning there wasn't anything but later on that came and um or just it took time to build and so 
for me, that's absolutely happened many times. And so if I think about these people and had I seen them on an app and just got on two dates, I don't know that that would have gone anywhere. And yet, like, here we are. And they ended up being really good experiences. So I feel a bit, yeah, I feel a bit tricky about the spark. And I do think that the more you can get to know someone, it can build and like appear kind of in certain ways. Um, but I do agree with that in the sense of like, the more you talk to a person, the more the sparks you're going to get and the more excited you're going to be about it. But I still do feel like it, at, at least not necessarily at the very, very beginning when you just started talking to them, but at least after you started talking to them for like a couple of weeks or, or like a month or something, if you still like nothing is happening, then it's kind of... I totally agree. And and I, I think the time is a huge thing. Like if you're on a dating app and you're trying to meet people and you're, it's just so much time and investment to try to test something to see if maybe something's there. I think I would do the same. But whereas I think in my case where that's happened, it was already a situation where I was like, oh, we have an opportunity to be friends, to get to know each other. I'm not super pressed if nothing happens right now. I can just see. So maybe I just let myself ride it out. But how long do you... Are you going to wait until you get the spark, though? It's not a matter of waiting. It's like, I think I've been in situations where I was open to it, like open to the idea of a person, but took my time before, like, let's say the sparks were really there. And then I was like, okay, I'm decided, like, this is definitely a thing. I want to go for it. Do you think that, do you think the people that you ended up dating, do you think they felt a bit of a spark with you? Or do you think they were the same? Like, they met you and they were like, ah, whatever. <laughs> That's hard to say. I think I think on some level there was an instant connection as friends. So that's like there's always been that. So I think on some okay. level there is like such a rapport. There's like, oh yeah, this person is great. This person is awesome. So it was never like a oh, I don't really want to talk to this person. It was always like, oh yeah, like this is definitely like I just want to be friends with this person. And then the romantic stuff, I think just for me, just often comes later. But isn't um, that not kind that... of a spark, though? Like, you, like, really hanging off as friends and, like, just, like, it might be not necessarily, like, romantic or sexual right away, but, like, it's you still want to talk to them and are excited to talk to them. Yeah, but I guess to to me it's a different kind because it it's not, like, if that person had made a move or something in the beginning, I would have been like, oh, no, no, <laughs> I'm not ready for that. You know what I mean? So there's yeah. these are two different yeah. things. It's, like, just wanting to be friends with people. And I think I have, like, you know, not friend crushes, but I think I get that with a lot of people. Like, when you just really get along with someone, you're like, oh, we would definitely be friends. Like, that's a good thing. But then I just think the romantic part does can just come later. So. But it is a kind of spark, I guess. Yeah, I think one thing you touched on, too, is probably uh, an entire topic for another episode, a future episode. Um, but... It is hard with dating apps in general. Like you're, you're immediately thrust into this, this issue of like that you're dating already. And so what Kimmy said is like, how long are you going to wait? Well, I guess if they're friends, you don't have to like, yeah. it's not waiting. You're just like hanging out with friends and then you can meet us. So it's like, that's the advantage to meeting the old fashioned way, I guess. <laughs> um. But in, in, the, in dating apps, like I don't, if after like two or three weeks of talking, like, I'm bored, <laughs> then I'll, I'll just stop. Exactly. Dating apps are work. 
Yeah, that's like, a big reason why I won't do it. But um, <laughs> a, but, but you also think, like are just fine to be single for the next <laughs> ten years. <yeah>. So. <laughs> no <I know>. rush. <laughs> well, I don't. It's not necessarily. There's people who th- might people do old fashioned way still. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just have Ooh. to try, try harder. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm talking okay. about myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good old sports. Sports is a good way to meet people, I guess. It's For all sure. right. I guess you have to like sports, but. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> we we met Kimmy in the middle of a park, so that's yeah. true. That's like a very old-fashioned way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but there was no spark. I'm sorry, Kimmy. I love that you said. Well, thank you. I love that you said we met Kimmy in the middle of a park. Like I was just also randomly she just there. mispronounced her own name. <laughs> <laughs> Camille. I know, I call like myself Camille. It's a serious offense. Which is what she hates the most in the world. <laughs> um, okay, so for me, I, I feel like I have this weird relationship with it because I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through it in a second, but like when Catherine and I were first talking about it, it was, it was kind of based on this podcast we listened to and it was a very anti-spark podcast and I'm someone who's like, felt the spark with everyone i've dated and tried to date but i'm suspicious of it but it also seems to happen frequently enough and uh, yeah i guess i'll i guess as an extra story here i i have gone through periods where i'm like okay the spark thing is not working so when i go on dates i try to give people more of a chance and there was someone i dated for like uh a couple months i think and i was honest with her the whole time i was like look i'm not feeling exactly what i want to be feeling but i i don't know if that's necessary so if you want to like try this out if you want to keep dating for a bit we can and uh, it was like fun but the spark never came and maybe that's related to the fact that we were still dating so that's not like the old-fashioned friend way um but i don't know i just like have never really succeeded without the spark yeah i mean and like emmy said i i i do think there is some kind of underlying element of like for this person that you were dating, is it someone that you would have made an effort to really stay friends with or not? That's a good question. I I don't know. I guess probably not. Like part of it is just that when you date online too, you're just meeting people in a totally new circle with different friends. Maybe that's just an excuse though. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I wouldn't have. Yeah, if you think of, I feel like Nelson is one that he, like when he meets someone that he really likes as a friend he's like oh well it's you know it's not gonna work out or it's not like I don't really think there's anything there but I like really want to keep seeing this person and will like make an effort you know what I mean uh, to stay friends with them but I I think that that's got to be like a minimum even with my theory of like the spark can come later you still have to really want to, to be friends with these people or connect with them kind of like as a baseline however that yeah. that's harder to do with like. standing up still like because you start with like already the the context of like dating, then just like once you're done kind of with the relationship from the dating apps, it's harder to like just be like we can stay friends because at least for me because that's not how we met. <laughs> yeah. Even when I think of the the person I was dating, like it's just so hard to divorce that. Like it's so hard to to think of them in a different context. So maybe yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I totally would have been friends with them. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> we do have friends, though, that have, like, you know, that have met at one time or another, like, on apps, though, that stayed 
friends with the other person because they were like oh I really connected with this person and we just went for like a two-hour walk but then I was neither it was clear between us that there was nothing romantic but I just genuinely wanted to hang out and be friends with this person so that's I great. know but multiple of our friends no it's not they did not end up dating them later on yeah. I'm just saying I'm just saying um I think if you don't want to even have this person stay in your life that's probably a sign that there also wouldn't have been some kind of romantic connection that would have developed later on it's a good like thing to think about I think like going into that that situation as well but I think also when you start dating someone you don't know you don't know the whole picture so I, I think probably I wouldn't enter in a relationship with someone if I didn't feel that they are someone I wanted to be friends with, but you don't know. And then when you date and then it doesn't work out, it becomes a little more played out and you know a little bit more where you stand with that person. And then the answer becomes different. So I think, I think if you were to ask me like at the beginning, then yeah, I think I would say yes. Or I would say, let's see, maybe is the, <laughs> is the truth. That's a, that's a good point though. Okay. So I'm curious. I, I did write down some notes from this, this podcast we heard. Um, and it was, uh, from, was formerly the Ezra Klein podcast. I think now it's called Grace Space or something. And they were doing a interview with a coach, a dating coach named, uh, Logan Yuri. And she had three myths about the, st the spark. So the first myth is that people think the spark can't grow over time. The second myth is if you feel a spark, it must be a good thing. And uh, the third myth is that if you have a spark, in a re the, then the relationship is viable. Mm. What was the second one again? The second one is if you feel a spark, it must be a good thing. And and to add to this, like uh, I think she said that uh, some people can just be like very sparky. as In the sense that a lot of people feel like they have the spark with that person. Just like they're very charming, they're very nice. Um, on a darker side, maybe they could be love bombing you or like a little narcissistic. I don't have any sense of if that's common or not. But I think the, the idea here is that like you, when you have a spark, you feel like it's this connection that you have. And the point here is that like maybe it's like not so special or not so reciprocated. Um, and you, not something. Oh, so if, yeah. if someone is very sparky, as you said. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I understand the point she's making that all sparks are not necessarily like a positive thing, because I think that feeling of a spark when you do find it and you have it with someone like can be very powerful. And it's something you latch onto and you're like, oh, wow, this is like, this is what I'm looking for. But yet that can overpower other things like someone telling you that like exactly what they want and it's not what you want and you don't listen, you know, so it can just be like, oh, we'll see down the line, but you're letting this spark, this emotion take over when someone could be clearly communicating, you know, you don't want the same things or yeah, you have, you hear things that you're like, oh no, that's not probably not the best, but you just let your emotions and that connection take over in situations when probably it should. Absolutely. And I, I think that that's the scary thing with the spark for me is that I, I have gotten in some relationships where it's just kind of not working, but I keep pushing. And sometimes I think that's a good thing because, you know, if you want to make something work, you, you should try. But I, I would imagine like a lot of the girls I've dated would say that I come on pretty strong. And I wonder if part of that is just like, it's like, oh, I feel like I like them. This is a pretty rare occurrence that I get the spark with someone. It's like every couple of years is it or a, so. Is it a pretty rare occurrence though? It's rare enough. Like it's rare enough that when I get it, it's 
it's like, oh, I haven't felt this way in a long time. Maybe not like in 10 years, but. I mean, for me, it's super rare as well. Imagine for me. Uh, you asked in a way that made it seem like you were surprised, but I'm like, I think that's the thing that makes it tough and makes it why you latch on so much when it is there because it, it is super rare. And so mm-hmm. when you do finally have a connection with someone, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, this is. This is it. This is this is great. But I guess if you were to kind of think that the spark wasn't so special and maybe get better being suspicious of the spark, you'd be able to like have more like some sort of relationship or, or try to build something in between. And maybe when the spark comes, you would be able to not just assume everything is good and everything's going to work out just because you have this, this spark, which is maybe something I'm a little guilty of. You know, maybe that's one of the, the patterns I can start to break with this mm. podcast um i, I looked at I, <laughs> you think there's, there's a spark what more could you need <laughs> what else yeah <laughs> seems right <laughs> forget about the red flags just go for the sparks yeah okay. exactly that's definitely my strategy i think we we've sorted out the spark we're finished with that um, I should we move on to the next part of the podcast? Uh, okay, it's your so, podcast, Connor. You do you. <laughs> okay, so in this uh, in this section, what we'll do is we'll, we'll react to a couple of things. I have a couple of clips uh, picked out, and then uh, at the end, there's one that Catherine brought. I guess no one can see what we're looking at, but uh, this one is is just going through a couple of hinge prompts. So I think we'll just do this rapid fire. Uh, she's going to say a prompt, and then she gives her response in it, but I thought it would be fun for us to pause it and give our response before we we, we hear hers. I've heard hers, of course, but I don't really remember them. So What their hinge prompt really means, part one. The pineapple on pizza debate means I have... So the pineapple on pizza is a hinge prompt. What do you guys think of that? It's like more of a recurring joke that something you just should put on your hinge profile. Can I ask a question? So Yes. Are these... Do you have to choose from their prompts? Is that how it works? You have to choose the prompt, like the one thing I'd like to know about you, but then your answer can be anything you want. Oh, and someone chose this? Oh, yeah. Someone chose pineapple and pizza, this is, yes. This is just bad. It just means you're uninteresting. Like, I don't care if you like pineapple on pizza and I don't want to discuss it. Exactly. Like, you <laughs> you can like pineapple on pizza or not, but I don't... This is not the information like, I would, I'm looking for. I would swipe... swipe Deny. I don't know which direction that is, but deny. No, I don't care. It's hinge, so you actually have to click the X. So there's no swiping in this one. Okay. Uh, um. But yeah, I I totally agree. I I think it's like they're trying to be provocative, like joking, provocative. It's like a non-controversial, controversial statement. But I don't know what they're trying to get out of it. Like it's just going to lead to a, a boring <laughs> Imagine conversation. The one, <laughs> the one thing I'd like to know about you. The one thing. <laughs> Like, no, I could not care less. (laughs) Right, okay, we'll we'll hear what she says. I haven't changed my personality since 2016. I agree. I I agree with that. that. I'll fall for you if you trip me. So I'll fall for you if you trip me. Terrible. No. Yeah. This is the terrible pun. I think no is the the right response. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had to do more than a bare minimum to be successful in life, so let's keep that trend going. My mantra is be positive. This means those are terrible. <laughs> I, I mean, guess... I think they're they're meant to be terrible. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, not no, they're not meant to be terrible by the person writing it. They were selected for this TikTok because they're terrible, right? Um, yeah, you should be positive in life, but 
this is not again once, but I'm looking for an, an inch profile. I'm not looking for someone who's that positive. All the time. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> I think that these are just I. The, my first thought when I saw this third one was, I guess that having bad bad um, prompts means you you're more decisive to say no. So like I would be weeding people out left and right with, with this. Right, that is like one of the beauties of Hinge is that it forces you to answer three questions. And so you get a lot of these boring ones, but then you kind of know who's boring. But yeah. The problem is sometimes it's just that people don't care, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're boring. So yeah, it can be dangerous weeding people off on this these grounds, but it can be useful. Uh, one like internet terminology that I want to I want to fight a little bit is uh, the idea of a beige flag. I don't know if we've we've talked about this. What is a beige flag? So it's I saw it yellow. took a while. I saw one a while ago that was like uh, a beige flag is the thing that uh, it, it's like a flag that shows that you're boring, and oh. I like that a lot. But, but that's that is so actually subjective, though. <laughs> but that's the point. Like, yeah, I think, I think although although all... be positive is not subjective, you're just boring. But... Yeah, like this would this would be a beige flag. Though I think the actual this would be a red of... flag. This would be a red flag for you. Like this you and the one before, I'd be like, because a beige flag for me is like, from what I interpret it, is like, it, it looks boring, but I might, I might get over it. Where if you put this on your inch profile, I'm like, I'm clearly not the person that you're, you're clearly not the person that I want to talk to. And, and so that would be. And vice versa. Versa, you're Parisian. Yeah. Like, yes. you're not <laughs> Yeah, exactly. She, like, whatever, whoever that person is would be like, no. Yeah. You know what? You're totally right. This is a red flag. If your mantra is be positive, that's, yeah. that's prob- it's problematic. <laughs> for, for, for us, it, it is. I don't need positivity in my life, Connor. Awesome. Okay. Means I've been taught to bury my emotions from birth, so don't ruin my vibe with your feelings or problems. I know the best spot in town for tacos. Okay, best spot in town for tacos. I don't mind this. This is fine to me. Actually, this is more positive. Yeah, I love tacos, so I uh, and I'm happy to talk about tacos. Yeah. (laughs) I think uh, I think I would agree with you, but I've I've spent quite a quite a bit of time on these dating apps. And I feel like tacos is a little uh, basic. Like liking okay. tacos is like a very common thing. But I will say but that's I not necessarily. Like... But I don't like the. I don't like this rhetoric of like because it's mainstream. You shouldn't like talk about it or like it. You know, like if you like tacos. I like tacos. If you know the best spot in town for it, let's just go eat tacos. I agree, and and I think my thought is that like if you're gonna put this, like you better take me to some bomb tacos or else yeah yeah <laughs> or else yeah if, if, you, if i go there cut. and the taco sucks then <laughs> we're done i agree the, this bar, one the, only... the bar needs to be high if you're gonna if you're gonna put you know the best time yeah, yeah. for tacos yeah i agree <laughs> means i tell everyone i got hot sauce at nando's but i actually go for the lemon and herb okay, she's, the she's like I don't understand sometimes what like why she's saying that. Like sometimes she's saying stuff that I don't see any link prompt. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I totally agree with that one. I, I I'm not totally sure, but I think maybe she means that like you're trying to pretend you're edgy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. I, I like that response like, better. Anyway. It sounds like she was more like what you were saying, Connor. Like most of the people putting that probably don't walk the walk, so it feels very like. Yeah, not yeah. good 
as a as a prom. But that wouldn't be a red flag. I'd be like, okay, cool. You know, best buy, best place for tacos. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's a very fine one. Of all of them, that one is the is the the best. I would say. Okay, this one I, I'm just kind of excited uh, for you guys to. I want your response to this, so I'm going to play it. Okay. Bumble has speed dated. It is literally like love is blind. You are walking in blind. To make it 10 times worse, you only have three minutes. You don't get to see what the person looks like. You don't know the person's name. You know nothing. Chat opens up. All you can see is the person typing. They send you a message. At the top of the chat, huge countdown. Three minute countdown. My anxiety was on 10. I just started saying whatever first came to my mind. The chat opens up. I go, whatever happened to BLTs? Nobody talks about them anymore. Did they just phase out? The guy responds, I love BLTs. I go, that's a weird choice considering BLTs are the appetizers of sandwiches. They are the sandwich you have while you're making the real sandwich. You have a three-minute conversation about BLTs. At the end of the chat, you get to see what they look like and swipe left or right if you want to continue talking to them. And then you get to choose if you still want to continue speed dating. So I continued. That sounds like my personal nightmare. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted a response to like, I, I don't know if you know this, that Bumble has the speed dating thing. I've never tried it. Um, but it it seems horrible. It, yeah, it really does. Three minutes is insanely short, first of all. So short. And then you're already on a dating app. Why would you, on top of that, put yourself through the speed dating? That video clip was stressful for me. Yeah, what was she talking so like, fast about? I <laughs> like that was that was <laughs> too much. I could barely focus on that. Then it makes me think that's how TikTok is. I also never use. I've never used. Um, but yeah, this sounds horrible. I don't want to do it. And also, she, she's like, what? What is she going on and on about a BLT? Like, I like honestly, that could go two way though. Like, if it's a, like a very serious conversation about BLT, like I don't want this. It's but true. this is if this is a conversation full funny. of like jokes and stuff, and you're like, yeah. you know, making jokes right. with each and other. And That's you almost fine. have to pick a random topic at that point to see like how you carry a bizarre conversation to make it. You know, yeah. Three minutes is so short, but yeah, yeah. That was three, jarring. Three minutes is not enough. <laughs> no, it's barely time to say hi, and then you're done. Yeah, and it's interesting that you like don't get to see them beforehand too. I, I don't know if that's that's good or bad, but it's just like it, it's well, just like a lot get, of effort. You, and then if you, you got might to see up... them, that would just be Bumble. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> good point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's actually by the same creator and it's oh, uh, no. is she talking and, as fast <laughs> i think <laughs> she talks over this one there's not really much of a relationship it's just like i was having trouble researching and gathering these clips and mm -hmm. so here we are um okay okay i have a question a genuine fucking question at what point in time are you supposed to tell somebody of the opposite sex that you are having a casual conversation with that you have a significant other? Here is the scenario. A guy and girl meet each other on a flight. They do not know each other. They start having great conversation almost immediately. The entire flight is four hours long. They are talking for a good hour when the girl buys him a drink. They continue talking. She offers to buy him another drink which he declines. They now have been talking for a total of two hours. This is when he decides to tell her that he has a girlfriend. The girl gets upset and says, why did you wait until after two drinks for you to tell me that you have a girlfriend? 
He says in his defense that it's weird for him to just outright be like, hey, I have a girlfriend. So my question to you is, at what point in time is it appropriate to tell the person of the opposite sex that you have a significant other? Because my comments, people are in uproar. This person said, it sounds like he told her the moment he realized she was interested in him and not just making conversation. We're just slow like that. So you tell me, you tell me. <laughs> I kind of agree. Like after two hours, why are you getting mad at somebody telling you he has a girl? Like you've only been talking for two hours and it's, it's on a flight where you're like next to each other. Yeah, you suck like that. Yeah. Also, I don't talk to people on the plane because that is also my personal nightmare, but... <laughs> why would you i don't but why would you get mad after two hours like yeah he bought you a drink he was nice because you were talking and he was thirsty and he can't really i don't think he did anything wrong you don't have a yeah, exactly. certain time that you have to that being said in normal conversation when you have a partner i would say it's more likely that it comes up at some point and you can make a conscious effort to be like oh yeah actually my partner and i did this or whatever and maybe he wasn't the most aware yeah, but it depends on like the context of the conversation 100%. if you're just like chilling with somebody on the plane and talking like why would you be like oh by the way i have a girlfriend yeah not not oh by the way but it's like oh yeah i went to florida with my partner you know what I mean? it comes up yeah, yeah. where it can be mentioned yeah, without ha having to be like explicit yeah it's a fairly easy thing to bring up but i i do think that you don't really owe this person on the plane anything like yeah, yeah. It, if by not mentioning it you're gonna make your partner, like, if, if your partner, like, knowing that happened would be weirded out, then that's, that's, like, an obligation to have but with what your partner. Would you, but, like, like, that would also be weird to me, like, if I say, oh, I had this conversation on the plane with somebody, and she'd be like, did you bring me up? And I was like, no. Like, that, and, no, but, that, and my partner would get mad. I would be like, why would you, why would you get mad? But what if you got the sense that, like, she was flirting with you, and then you decided not to bring it up? Because you were like enjoying that. I have a terrible radar for people flirting with me, <laughs> so I so I don't know. So if do I would many be... men. That's why I wouldn't be surprised if that happened in this situation, this context as well, where like two hours in, eventually he's like, "Oh, I get the hint. Oh, by the way, I have a girlfriend." You know what I mean? And like, whereas she probably thought she was being incredibly obvious about it by buying him drinks and whatnot. Right, and I think even if he knew, like, it's it's not a bad thing. Uh, it, it kind of depends on what his, like, relationship is like. But I, again, I feel like some of the, like, onus is on, like, he should have told this random person on the plane because this random person on the plane deserves to know. I, I don't really think so. I don't no, think she doesn't deserve, you don't deserve to get any personal information from somebody you've met two months ago. You don't yeah. owe anyone anything just by offering them a drink either. Yeah. Like, that doesn't mean you get anything in response. You're just being nice. Exactly. Um, okay, one more silly one, and then we'll we'll do the oh, podcast. This one has Connor <laughs> screaming this on it. This is I feel like I'm gonna have strong opinion. <laughs> so I don't know how well this is gonna come across in text. So we'll, we'll play it, and then we'll we'll kind of say one of the ones that say some of the stuff that's not clear without actually seeing the video afterwards. So we'll just play it now. Judging people based on how they laugh in text. Okay, if haha -ha is your go-to haha, -ha, you are okay. I don't know what else you want me to say lah. It's just a standard haha. -ha. These people are the best. The spamming haha. -ha. You must be very generous uh, because you are very generous with your haha. -ha. I really hope that God, the universe or whatever you believe in will give you back tenfolds. 
insyaAllah. What happened to Lol and Lemau? It used to be the pinnacle of the haha economy. But through time, they lost the zest. They lost the spirit. I blame it on the millennials. We were responsible to keep this alive. Therefore, it is our responsibility to make Lol and Lemau great again. Can we talk about the Indonesian haha? Can someone explain to me how do you go from haha to this waka waka Shakira? This one normally Malaysians will use. Why do you all like to combine words? and algebra together okay lastly is the emoticons uh, this one is the best i really don't know why but i think it's the tilting of the head that makes the difference i'm a bit concerned if you use this when you laugh you're supposed to say haha you are not supposed to cry are you okay my friend people who use this don't deserve to laugh they should sit on their chair and just keep quiet oh god <laughs> all right so for people listening I, I think it'll be a little hard so we can we can go through them i don't the use, first one was like, I use like, an emoticon when i laugh Hmm. like uh but like if people answer me like haha or the second one which was haha but very long um i'm fine with that but i usually just use emoticon like the the one that's laughing very loudly like the one with like little tears of laughter in their in their eyes is the one i use to say that i'm laughing and with the tilted head no not the tilted head just the regular head you don't do the tilted head ever because i feel like the tilted head is be like i'm like I'm genuinely laughing. You're rough, ruffling. Yeah, ruffling. and you're not that funny. Ruffle is one he didn't mention actually. He missed opportunity. Yeah, um, I feel like when when he said like this is the best, I I would have guessed. It's funny that you don't use it. I would have guessed that like everyone can picture the one, which is yeah, the like tears coming out of the eyes and. Uh, um, no, I feel like that's a level oh above for me. Like for me, the tears coming out of the eyes, but laughter. And but they're just regular face is like the one. I agree. Okay, yeah, the, I t- the tilt the tilt is too much. Well, the tilt can be used, but like it has to be genuinely the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. Are you okay? Wait, actually, this is a question. Are you talking about uh, giveth or receiveth? Like, which one are you more likely to do, or which one do you really want to get? I don't really care what I get, uh, unless it's a. He talks about lol and lmao. I'm like, if you're saying that to me, I'm like, nah, this is a bit weird. <laughs> That's one that I use a lot, but maybe that's like general I, generational um, difference coming across. And a hot take. I don't care about any of it. And this, <laughs> what, <laughs> what I've talked to about Connor was you know, I sent him like a the skull emoji, like a like dead. And he another good like, one. And he was like, I lo- like love that. I am beaming <laughs> that you answered with the skull. And I was like, again. I, I yeah. thought it was funny, but we should not care. Yeah, I don't care that much, as much as I, I care, I think. All. Like, send me whatever you want, but I will only send you the tears coming out of the eyes emoji. That is all You I'm just saying. have, like, one, I am laughing. Yes. This is it. This I is how like the I crying, the, the waterfall crying is pretty good, too. I like that as well. I'm, I a, bit of that a, one. I'm a bit of an will emoji you? copier. If I like someone, or actually, like, not even romantically but friends as well like people that i just really like i'll if i see them using certain emojis it will make me want to use them it's true they're like the mimicking is like the as flattery that's that's a good way to go and yeah. the the spamming ha, 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 ha. i do that that one's that one's pretty good that one like no. feels very ni- nice to receive this is where you can see that i don't show my emotions as much as you guys because <laughs> i'm like i don't want any of that I'm just gonna send one between one to three laughing emojis, and that's it. Fair enough. I I think one thing I need to work on in life as well because I really like receiving a lot of these, 
but I don't always give it them because like when someone makes a joke, sometimes I just try to like like give them a joke back. Like that's like my way of kind of responding. Do you not even but, react to their message? Because you can give a joke back, but like at least react to their message with an emoticon. Is what I do. Yeah. Just the one emoticon. Just the one. Um, I probably should. I probably am not doling out the the love that I want to receive. So that's something I can work on. I love how know. this was the conclusion of how I was talking about emoticon. <laughs> well, the conclusion is is we know Connor wants to receive it. Like yes. he loves nothing more than when you laugh at his jokes via text yeah, or in person, and you tell him like, "Wow, that was a good one." To, to, all, to all my listeners, take notes. This is uh, <laughs> yeah. important. Important fact. <laughs> um, yeah, and then just the the single haha. I actually like uh, one of my friends dated someone who gave the haha. Like I don't like the single constantly. Ha-ha. If you're gonna yeah. send me a haha, just send more than two because two for me is just like dry laughing. It's like it wasn't that yeah, funny. It's, it's like I acknowledge that you made a joke. That's like what yeah. that is saying. It makes Horrible. me sad. I wouldn't think twice about it. I'd be like, it was funny. <laughs> must be, must be like nice to live in your world. <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> not, not a care in the world. I'm not joking. for that. We, not for emojis. Not for that. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You know, once again, once, once you're like talking to somebody and trying to like see how they're vibing and stuff, like when you're trying to see if you can date them stuff, you sometimes overthink what they're responding to you because you don't know them very. So you're like. Did they actually laugh at my joke or not? If I, if I get a haha and I'm like, ooh, is my humor something that they actually like? That's actually like a dimension I we didn't even go to, considering this is a dating show. It's like you're welcome, new people. <laughs> I was kind of then... more referring to friends for the most part, but but I actually like I don't think I would judge a new person's laugh no. that much until I like. I wouldn't judge their laugh. I would judge like. If like for for example, if I receive like a certain emoji or something, I'd be like, "Is it, did she get what I meant? And did she get what the the vibe that I was sending? You know what I mean?" And you would base that off the off the emoticon or off, off the the thing that they were saying. Yeah, I I I don't mean yeah. I don't know. I feel like just the haha. That one just feels brutal. I think yeah. I would be worried if I got that. But most of the other ones, I would be like, "Okay, they're laughing at my joke." Yeah, that, it was mostly really for the ha. If I get a ha when I'm like trying to vibe with somebody, I'm be like, oof. <laughs> like, what do you what do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, and then this is the last piece of content. So, uh, actually, I realized I should say who I'm stealing content from. Uh, just give some names out. Uh, so the reacting to hinge profiles was Jesse Dante. The two uh, on Bumble were uh, Lady Aguilera 2.0 and uh, Haha's is a Q4. Okay, there were two clips, so we'll do one and then the other. So one of them started around here. The- I have a question. Oh. We're getting too far away from it, so I want to insert it now. When you were talking about matchmaking your friend. I have an issue with this because when people try to matchmake me, my first question is, well, why didn't you date him? Mm-hmm. <gasps> good question. He's not good enough for you. Great question. So let's just spitball on okay. this. <laughs> I think the only time, and I dine out on the fact that I set my best friend up with her husband like yes. on the regular, because that never happens. Right. I think the only way to do it and preserve everybody's egos and feelings 
is to set up a friend with somebody you barely know. So you can be like, I don't know this person. Like the guy who I set my best friend Marissa up with, his name is Alex, and I met him on a shoot. He's a camera guy. and They're the hottest people on set. He's very handsome. Well, just camera in general, they have a power over us. They stare at us and give us no reaction at all. And you're like, why aren't you responding at all? I know. No drama. They're just there to get it done. But we were shooting like some little short thing, and he and I ended up being in the same elevator for a second. And he started talking to me about, oh, he's into soccer. I was like, my best friend's really into soccer. You should go out with her. She's really pretty. And he was like, okay. And it was like that blind of a date. And then they got married? And then they got married. But the real twist is when I started to type in his email to give him her information, it came up like, oh, I've emailed this guy before. Or he's been on an email. And I realized that we had mutual friends. We didn't. Okay, there's a second part to it now. So you think that is the move? It's like, I don't even really know this guy. Or maybe I would have dated him. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just want to have no real skin in the game because of what you just said. Yeah. I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, that person is really weird and annoying or whatever issue I might have with them. I just want to be like, I like this person. This person's my friend and you're seemingly charming and good looking and go for it. But I guess I'd be like, why wouldn't you think first, let's go on a date instead of you should go out with my friend? I believe in that particular example, I had a boyfriend. Okay, that's easy. Yes. All right. I think if a single friend is setting you up with somebody, yeah. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. It gets complicated. Also, just dating in LA, it's rough stuff out here. I don't envy you. It's not fun. Yeah. It's tough in these streets. (laughs) I never, ever set people up because... I don't presume to know what anyone's like in a relationship. Like what someone's like as a friend is almost no indicator on what they're going to be like in a fucking romantic relationship. I don't want to deal with the fallout if turns out the person's and likely they will be something weird about them. Yeah, but that weirdness should be uncovered by the person and then you're out of the game. It's totally out of your hands. Yeah. Do the intro. Step back gingerly. (laughs) And watch the show. Have at it. (laughs) Yeah. That was the podcast, The Armchair Expert, with Dax Shepard. I agree with the. I've never set anybody up on a date, but I, if somebody set me up on a date, my first word would never be, why aren't they dating the person that they say setting me up with? You know what I mean? Like, I agree with the guy, I guess, is Dax being saying, like, I, the way you know them as friends is different to them being in a relationship. So, like, you might not feel like the spark or being in a relationship with that person, but that doesn't mean that your friends don't deserve to be in a relationship with that person. I, I totally agree. Uh, Catherine told me about this a while back, and I, I had the same response. Like, it's such a weird take. Like, the only reason why you wouldn't date one of your friends is because you think they're not, like, good enough for you or something. That's kind of the, the implication, no? But that also means, like, I... you can't be... Like you, 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 your friends can't date your friends because they're bad for your friends. Like your friends can be nice person, you just don't want to date them. But like they, it can be a great person that you want your other friends to date. Exactly, totally. like a hundred percent. Like the background is, I'm listening to this podcast and I'm sitting there like, wait, what? I don't agree with this at all. Like I found it like shocking. And then, meanwhile, I'm going to see like Connor and Nelson and those guys and. I'm just thinking, I'm like, I would be so happy to set either one of them up with my friends. And I not only that, I think because I know them so well, it would, I think I would do a good job if I really like had someone in mind that I was like, oh, I think these two people would be compatible or something. Like, I, I 
would absolutely do it and be happy to do it. And it says something about, yeah, it's just, if I set them up with a friend of mine, even my closest friends or whatever that would, my friends would not be asking, why aren't you dating them? Because this idea that it's someone is better or worse, it's, it's not about that. It's about two people being compatible with one another, not a, yeah. And also like, or worse. Also, like the the what you're looking for in a friend is different than what you're looking for in a partner. So, like you you you're gonna be friends with somebody, and then it's not what you're looking for in a partner. So you can just m- match them with your other friends because that's not what you were going for in the first place. Even totally. just like friends, like when I think of my girlfriends that I have in New Hampshire, one of them, like will always joke about you know dating or things especially when we're younger because we have like opposite types like you know you don't date the same people generally or as your friends as well because you're all a mishmash of different personalities and whatnot so it would just the way they talked about it just so many egos like it was so such a delicate thing I was like oh I I don't I disagree I would be weirded out if I match somebody up on a date and their response would be like why are you setting up this with me with this person why aren't you dating i would be like weirded out by this question i'd be like what you mean like i'm just trying to set friends up yeah i just don't want to yeah and i I feel like another thing they got into a little bit was uh how um like if you set someone up and then you don't know what they're like in a relationship is that gonna be a problem but i also think that's a little silly because even if I don't necessarily know what my friends are like in a relationship, though in a lot of cases, maybe I do because I we talk about this stuff a lot. But even if I don't know, I trust them to be like reasonable human beings and like figure yeah. out that they're different and like break up amicably if if that's like not if it's not something that's gonna work. Like it doesn't seem that huge of a risk. Like they're just gonna like yeah, no, you're just matching people. It's gonna be my up. fault. <laughs> yeah, you're just matching up people on one date, and then the rest is up to them. But like. Exactly. And they don't even have to say yes. You just be like, oh, I think you should like date this person. If they don't want yeah. to, then just don't do it. Why, why aren't you dating them, man? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> so cool. Funny okay. Too. All right. So that's uh, that's coming to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for being my my guests on the inaugural whatever the Inaug- first episode inaugural, <laughs> inaugural. <laughs> and probably the last on the eggnog episode <laughs> egg- <laughs> merry christmas uh, so we have we have one question to kind of bring us out which is uh what piece of advice do you have for me uh as i continue forward in this dating world i'll let him Either- think in case i already kind of had one ready yeah let me think for a moment i i think my advice to you, while I do think talking about all of your previous dating and whatnot, I, I'm sure there's always something that you can learn, but I still think that you should stick to your guns and keep being forward with what you want. You know what you want. And I think you sometimes, or I, I, I don't want you to overthink being forward with women and being forward about what you want and coming on too strong. And I think it's just I think it's very okay. And I think it's great that you know what you want. And I also think it's something that the right person would appreciate so much that I don't think you should renege on that. I think you should just lean in and be like, I know what I want. And I'm going to keep keep going towards that. Um, and eventually someone will be very reciprocal to the way that you communicate that. Yeah, I agree. But I, I would say mine would be also like to, like you should stick to your guns and know what you want, but you also should like not stress as much as you do about it 
like as soon as you enter a relationship like very you know what you want so you're like very stressed about it i'm like i feel like if you just like still know what you want and still go for what you want but like maybe take a step back and just like overthink less and stress less about it then it would be just a tiny bit better for you i i think that's that's excellent advice um okay thank you so much thanks connor for having us we love you so much thank you connor love you guys too we appreciate you (laughs) 